Lifetime, while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello there. And we are still in Milwaukee. And Tuesday, we got some fabulous news on our trip. The Minnesota Twins and Colorado Rockies will both donate 30 tickets to organizations in Minneapolis and Denver, respectively, for games on July 7th and July 11th, and we could not be more happy. Yeah, it's great. We're gaining momentum and getting more kids and families to the games. It's a great achievement. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's kind of funny. I and I was, it's kind of a good problem to have, but I knew as soon as I bought tickets in Minnesota for the July 8th game that. The ticket request was going to come through and it was going to be the other day we're going to be in Minneapolis. <laughs> That's okay. That's It's still a good thing. So we're going to two games at Target Field. Right. Exactly. And the Minnesota Twins will be playing the Baltimore Orioles. The Twins donated 30 tickets to Family Alternatives of Minnesota. And the Rockies will donate 30 tickets to Lutheran Family Services Rocky Mountains for the July 11th game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And we're so. coming into the All-Star break right after that. Yes, and then, and then it's the All-Star break, and then we'll head up to Seattle and had a pretty good conversation Tuesday also. Um, or was that Wednesday? It's one of the, It was Wednesday. I uh, had a pretty good conversation with an organization up there in Seattle, so hopefully we can get some kids out to a Mariners game too. But that is still a work in progress, so... Got some, uh, as you said, we're gaining some momentum, and it's awesome. Right. Uh, but we're still in Milwaukee, and we did Summerfest, or we're going to do Summerfest. We're doing Summerfest, I guess. First concert was Wednesday night, Imagine Dragons, last night, and God, what an awesome show. It was a great show, and just, first of all, Summerfest itself is... The world's largest music festival, and after seeing... The setup, I understand why. Why they call it <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And it it is. There's a lot going on there. There's, I don't even know how many stages. I didn't count them up. Um, four or five stages? More than that. No. At least? Yeah. No, more than, I mean, probably closer to 10. You got little, some smaller stages and. Uh, well, and they have them set up just right so that they're facing the different ways so that. Yeah, you don't have you the don't noise have confusion. Overlap. Yeah. Right. And Imagine Dragons, I mean, I saw them once before in Vegas. It was a different kind of experience because I saw them at a conference. And although it was in a big venue, there weren't as many people because it was a conference type of thing. It wasn't the same kind of atmosphere. Um, So what did you think? It was your first time. Uh, It was amazing. They put on a great show. They did 20 songs. They started out with Radioactive and then they finished with Believer. And yeah, it was it was fabulous. I, I don't know what more to, to well, say. He, it, was, well, he is, it was awesome. The lead singer, he is just so talented, too. Yep. He plays the piano he, at one point. He, he played the he drums. He could have worn a shirt. I mean, making the rest of us feel self-conscious. I mean, I'm just saying. I felt inspired. <laughs> so, other guys looking for inspiration to try to get back to Major League Baseball. 
are a couple of guys playing independent league baseball in the Frontier League. Corey Kimber of the Joliet Slammers and Tim Zier of the Windy City Thunderbolts. I spoke with them last week, and you heard part one of those interviews with the Slammers and Thunderbolts players last week. So when we come back after this word from Children's Hope Alliance, you will hear from both Corey Kimber and Tim Zier on what drives them to continue to pursue their dream of one day playing Major League Baseball. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when He opened the door for them being my foster parents, He also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. You see everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying, what's wrong with me, you know? Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood. I'm thankful being an independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be. Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast, and here is my interview with Corey Kimber, a pitcher, a Greensboro, North Carolina native, and he's a pitcher for the Joliet Slammers in the Frontier League. What was that high like when you got drafted? Um, it was an amazing feeling, you know. I actually didn't even know I got drafted. I was at the mall with my brother, and my mom had called and told me that I got drafted, and I was just, I was very excited, but it was still like a shocking moment to me until I... Uh, got home and we sat down and talked and then the scout came and I signed a contract. It was just an amazing feeling, you know, not many people get to do it and I was blessed that I got uh, enough talent, God gave me enough talent to actually make it. Now on the flip side of that then, what was the low like when you got released? I really wasn't expecting it honestly, but you know, first one's always the worst. Um, I will say I went through a, a really, a really low point when I got back home just not making some good decisions, but um, I'm past that now. Just working, working a little harder every day, and trying to make it back. Was there was there any self doubt? Like, man, is this really something I should do? Or yeah, when I first got released, I, I had a I had a little self doubt. You know, just is this over? You know, I was still young at the time, but you know, a lot of things go through people's heads when they get released the first time. You know, if I don't make it back, it's it's like a it's a big downfall for some people. So I just try to keep pushing, and hopefully, I make it back soon. Yeah. So now you're here in, in independent ball. What do you think you need to do to prove? to a major league baseball team that hey sign me <laughs> just work harder than the next guy man like when i was with the padres uh a lot of people pushed me that were in the later draft classes and it just it just humbled me more to do my job better i mean just working harder you know it's every day it's a grind so just got to keep going and don't let the next man take a job what's the biggest difference between playing minor league baseball as an affiliated team versus independent baseball uh, it's not really a big difference um the competition is kind of similar to different levels i know the frontier league would i would uh compare it to like low a or maybe even high depending on what teams you're playing um yeah but i'd say it's i say it's about the same honestly okay and then uh you're from greensboro right 
the organization we're working with is actually based in North Carolina. And when we were going from Atlanta to D.C., we got the, the Grasshoppers donated 20 tickets to uh, the organization we're working with, Children's Hope Alliance. So we got some kids to go to the to the to a game. The, the next night, the Durham Bulls donated 60 tickets, so so we were able to get some kids out to a game. Let's say next week the Miami Marlins signed you and they're like, hey man, we're going to put you in uh, Greensboro. What would that mean to you? Oh man, I mean, for me to play at home would be such an amazing time. I mean, my family would come, get to come to every game. It just, it's a dream come true, honestly. It's everybody's dream is to play in their hometown. So it'd be a big accomplishment for me. But I'm pretty sure if somebody were to call you next week, it wouldn't matter who that team would be, right? No, it would not matter. I mean, I'm, I'm on the next thing smoking, trying to get to the team. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter who I make it with as, as long as I get back into the system, you know, just trying to work hard. What keeps you going uh, as far as, you know, like, overcoming the adversity of, of, of getting released and you know what or what what drives you to continue to pursue this dream I said my family drives me I talk to them every day you know they uh, drive me to be a better person inside and out on and off the field uh, my brother plays a big part as well he's like my right-hand man I know back in the day we used to play in the backyard little baseball games and we just push each other so I said my family my brother are my two biggest supporters right. thanks a lot Corey Patty, Corey talked a lot about how his family is kind of what drives him to continue to succeed, and, and, and that's like his support system, and honestly, that's something that a lot of these kids need. Yeah, everyone needs a support system, and you and I are both lucky. We have great family and friends who are our support system. We saw that at our wedding, how many people there were, and Celeste even talked about that, how we have such a great support system, and everyone deserves that yeah without a doubt and again folks we keep we keep saying it you know if you can foster or adopt please do if you can't you there are still other ways to get involved and help an organization in your community whether it's through fostering or adopting or just volunteering at an organization or donating to an organization to help uh, brighten the lives of some of these kids and the next interview that i'm going to play for you with tim zier of the Windy City Thunderbolts. This was a guy who was drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies and only lasted a couple of years in the Phillies system before he was released. And now he's in his third season with the Windy City Thunderbolts. This is a guy who is the all-time hits leader at San Diego State University, and he played for Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn. And here's Tim Zier the second baseman for the Windy City Thunderbolts. When you got drafted, what, what was that like to hear your name called by a Major League Baseball team? I would say the whole draft process was the most stressful time of my entire life, but the moment that my name was called, I, I could say top top three best feelings in the world, honestly, because you, you grind your whole life and baseball's a part of you, and, and just to hit that point where you see your name, it's... It's hard to put it into words. It definitely was an amazing experience. And then the flip side of that, what was it like when you got released? Um, I mean, it's never fun, but I'm a, I'm a major believer. And at that point, whenever you have adversity in your life, I just had to put, put my faith in the man upstairs, Jesus Christ, and, and, he, and let him pave out the road that he has planned for me. So, so when that happened, yes, it was tough, but I knew I wasn't done, and I'm here three years later still playing and I'm still blessed to play and wake up every day how important is your faith to you extremely important I was uh I was raised in a very strong Christian household and um 
especially in this environment as a minor leaguer, as baseball team, baseball guys, I mean, it's a, it's an area where faith can lack. So now that I've gotten and grown closer as a man of God, it's kind of cool, per se, to share my faith and to implement how I act and how I portray myself as much as I can. So I, it's extremely important to me, especially when I'm at the point in my life where it's towards the back end of my career. So it's like, you know, whatever you want to do with me, God, do with me. You're in your third year uh, with the Thunderbolts. You improved last last year from the year before. Is there any frustration? It's like, man, you know, what do I need to do to, to, to get signed? Is there any frustration level there? It's definitely been a roller coaster uh, throughout this league. I had a good first year. I believe I hit around 280, and then I hit right around 300 last year. I had a great season, and I got some nibbles from teams. I had some private tryouts with some affiliated teams, and I thought I would get a, like a call to spring training, and it just never came. So this year really was just pure based on the love of the game to come back and have fun. And unfortunately, I haven't gotten off to the start that I would want, but I'm, I still get to wake up and play baseball every day. So, and... I grinded my tail off in the offseason to make money and, and, and to be able to support myself to, to come out here and take that pay cut a little bit. But at the end of the day, baseball's baseball, and it's fun, and you get to enjoy the guys, and I still don't have to grow up, per se, just yet. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you went to San Diego State, right? What was it like playing for Tony Gwynn, and what did you learn there? I could sit here for, for hours, honestly. He... Uh, he was a huge mentor in my life um, throughout my career, even after uh, San Diego State for a little bit or even summer ball. I, he was just a phone call away. I've, I've grown very close with that family. I was actually a pallbearer at his funeral, so I carried that Hall of Famer, one of the best hitters of all time, to his grave. And I currently coach travel ball teams with his son, so, so me and Junior still work together. And I would say the main thing that he has implemented me in my life is to do things right. You show up every day, get your work in, don't ever come off your work, and eventually it will pan out. And that's exactly how I'm even taking this season. Slow start, it's gonna pan out because I trust I trust the process and I trust the work. Last year I, was, I had a slow start and then look where I finished. I didn't get drafted my junior year, trust the process, got drafted my senior year. Got released, still playing three years down the road. So you just always gotta trust the process, Trust your work ethic, and I would say that's the main thing that he taught me. Is trusting the process and your faith, is that, is that how you've been able to kind of persevere through the adversity in your career you faced? My faith has definitely helped me persevere through all the, all the hardships throughout my career, but trusting the process, as what Coach Gwen would say, is every day show up early, be on the tee, know your approach, know what the guy is trying to do to you. Um, stick to what you do best and for me what I do best is hitting balls up the middle and sometimes if I get away from that I I struggle so it's like everyone's a little different but I really took it to heart to sit down with him all the time at San Diego State and and just pick his brain and now in the offseason when I teach these kids I'm doing the same thing and I could share what he has taught me or even here like I share what he has taught me so it's definitely he definitely impacted my life I don't know how many times Tim talked about his faith and being a believer and a follower of Jesus and a man of God, but he repeated that and uh, you know his faith and trusting the process. That's 
what he's relying on. He, he, he believes that things will work out and, and he will one day get back to affiliated ball and continue to chase his dream of playing base, playing major league baseball. And I think that's an important message for everyone is, like you said, trusting the process and believing in yourself, in the system, in your faith, whatever it might be. Yeah, and, and if you are a kid or, or even an adult playing sports, you know, trust your coaches. Trust uh, your if you're in school, trust your, your teachers that they're going to give you the right tools to succeed and hopefully... That happens uh, for Tim. It was a, a pleasure talking to him. I actually talked to him in like the tunnel at the uh, Windy City Thunderbolts Stadium in Crestwood, Illinois. But, Patty, we've put a lot of miles on the RV so far. And not all of it has been great. We've made some mistakes along the way. And No, uh, it's been perfect. Yeah, Everything's yeah. been perfect. <laughs> Nothing is a problem ever. So, hope you guys have a good weekend. And just know that on Monday's episode of the Home Runner Wheels podcast, we'll call it our blooper episode because we will tell you the embarrassing and stupid and idiotic mistakes and blunders we have made so far. The deep, dark secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them involves my horn blasting for 10 minutes while we're rolling down the road. The car horn. Oh, not you tooting your own horn? Because that's... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, that was a bit embarrassing when we're towing the car and the horn is going off on the car and we're in the RV. So, But we'll give you all those dirty details on Monday's episode of the Home Run of Wheels podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. First things first, I'm going to say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. Oh, From a young age, taking my soak into the masses Writing my poems for the few that look at me Took to me, shook at me, feeling me Singing from heartache, from the pain Taking my message from the veins Speaking my lesson from the brain Seeing the beauty through the...